Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who, messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking Starcade 1987 Part 2. We did Part 1 last week, and now we're rolling right along to Part 2. Starcade took place again on November the 26th, 1987, and I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper, who are mad at me right now, but that's Fuck a story you. for another day. No, it's a story for right fucking now, pal. Yeah. We're yeah. already behind. We're, we're, we've been censored. This is a big pile of bullshit. And you were like, today you tried your little, try to do your little book in the territory mind games. You're like, just get mad at Harper about it. He was too stupid to know what's going on. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. What we're talking about here is that Harper and I cut such a vicious, scandalous set of commentary on a recent Smoky Mountain episode that we put in the can that Mike said, he w- he didn't want his name attached. So you know it's got to be funny, right? Yeah. So now you're working that angle when a second ago you were begging not to release it. Well, I mean, I do have some scruples at the and Harper was filthy. Let's get that. I mean, Whatever. he was Dude, you were you went a little far, don't you think? Nah. No. You no. still hold a grudge from the time that that one dude jumped you and started choking you, don't you? I hate those people. <laughs> and they're dogs, too. Do they smell like they're dogs? <laughs> Why do uh, white people smell like puppy dog, Doc? You'd have to tell me. I, I, We can't smell ourselves that way. They probably smell like Petco because they're always in there buying overpriced fucking dog food. and, 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 and shit. Yeah, and they think their dog is a fucking child. And they got to bring their dog everywhere they fucking go. They go to a bar. The fucking dog's with them. What's the deal with taking a fucking dog to the bar? They're fucking that losers. Is... They're fucking losers. I have a dog. You know where he is? In the fucking backyard or sitting on the fucking floor, bruh. I'm not. Oh, it's Friday night. Hold on. Let me get fucking. I got to get the dog first. The fuck, man? <laughs> I, I, I fucking hate that shit. How many wait, people, wait. you work at a bar every once in a while, how many people bring their dogs in? Too many. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Uh, serious question. One, Hopper, you, you have a dog. I'm going to assume that's that's a shoot. I didn't know that. But two, yeah. are you is are you being serious when you say Bruh, people, people bring you see, their dogs to the bar? Oh, yeah, dude. Well, the I, bar serves food, so it's considered a restaurant, so you can't bring them in. 
but they go back to the patio with them. And it's like, it's, dude, did why is your... Did they shit in the bar? Like no. in the patio area? They go outside and put this way. I've never seen it or been exposed to it. But Bro, I would they, be surprised. You know what happened? Somewhere along the way, these fucking hipster white people decided that their bar had to be just like their home. So there has to be fucking games and board games bring and park chase. You got to bring your dog and your kids. Man, I want to go someplace where it's smoke-filled and I can listen to either some real hardcore country or some ACDC and we can pretend that the world doesn't exist for thir- uh, like two hours and we can get blackout drunk. I like that. Yeah, see? That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I'm not disputing that. I'm just, I didn't. Have not been exposed to the fact these that these motherfuckers want to go bring Scrappy the dog and listen to fucking their own personal iPod mix with it. The yeah, fuck that, fuck that. I want to listen to some ACDC and get blackout drunk and not have to worry about keeping up with my fucking dog. And these people don't fucking realize it's not everyone thinks your dog is cute. Your dog is ugly, just like your kid. yes, and your fuck. fantasy football <laughs> team sucks. <laughs> I find this funny because Doc is actually a, a very much a dog lover. He, he I love my re- dogs. When I'm in my house, my dogs can be on the couch. They can sleep in the bed with us. I don't. I mean, I think crates are stupid. I'm full on animal because I like my I like animals way more than I like anybody listening to this show. But <laughs> playing you. But dude, there's too much. Like, your dog gets spooked and bites me. I'm going to have to whip exactly. you and your dog. Ass. No one thinks of that. What happens is, because y'all is like, he's a rescue. And that's another term I fucking hate. He's a fucking rescue? Was he held captive by fucking ISIS and, and the fucking Navy SEAL? <laughs> fucking saved your fucking pit bull mix in fucking Syria? The fuck was he rescued from? You went to the SPCA and you got a fucking dog. And they make up these little terms rescue to make themselves feel special, like they did something great. You went to the fucking pound and said, yeah, I'll take that one. Fuck. That's all the fuck you did. See what you've done, Mike. He's a fucking rescue. Like the fucking SWAT team kicked in the door. It's like, get the dog, go, 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 go. Blue team, go, go, go. Get the dog, go. He's been rescued. Yay. The fuck. Okay. Actually... They're like rescue organizations. I think that's what they mean, Hopper, when they say they got a rescue. Like I don't give a shit. It's you didn't rescue shit. You you adopted a stray dog or a stray fucking cat. That's all the fucking you went on the internet to some, you know, dogs without uh borders or whatever the fuck. <laughs> some fucking shit and said, Yeah, that one looks fucking cute. I'll take that one. Click submit. How much? Submit. But boom. And then you went and picked the goddamn thing up. Don't act like you did something special. <laughs> and the pit okay. bulls said, fuck. What, what about pit bulls? Is that the only dog breed left? I mean, I mean, what happened to fucking uh, uh, Cocker Spaniels and fucking Labrador? Which, I mean, fuck. Fuck that, bro. That's like having... Look, I, I know there's pit bulls that aren't fucking fucking michael vick pit bulls but it's not worth the fucking risk no kidding to me a pit bull it's like taking a loaded pistol and putting it on your kitchen counter no one's gonna touch it today maybe not tomorrow 
maybe for a fucking year, but sooner or later something stupid's going to happen, and someone's going to pick up that fucking gun and do something stupid. That's like what ha- having a pit bull's like. And you know what's worse than pit bulls? Chows. Oh. The chow. Oh, fuck, I remember them. With the purple tongues and shit. <laughs> that's a, that's a mean-ass dog, man. That's a mean dog, That's pal. a mean... That you, I mean, you're making... You're talking about pit bulls, and I think it's hilarious, but as we're sitting here about to do Starcade 87 Part 2, but I, I, I honest to God, those chows, those are the meanest little fucking bastards I've ever been around in my life. Mm-hmm. All right. Special shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Hall of Fame patron at K underscore row 86 and Mike Childry. Thank you. Your recent shirt should be on the way. Um, I don't have any weird news of the week. We're actually recording, honestly, everyone on a short week this week uh, because Harper has Wildcat Sports this coming Wednesday. So by the time you hear this, it's going to be a week and a half uh, since the time we recorded. But we had to do that because the man is going to be in his canary yellow pants and he's going to be working yeah. on Wednesday with Wildcat doing his thing. And who knows? Maybe his tag team will come away with the titles actually i don't know i don't even know what's going on with the tag titles but with all that said uh hopefully if you went to wildcat you had a good time so uh that's why we're recording uh early doc before i keep going do you have any like shout outs or docaholic spotlights or anything like that no <laughs> oh, you sound really mad that's nice i know that. there was some dude on the hold on there's some guy that's a docaholic on twitter and he had like five followers so i think i should make his day and Hold on a second. Just okay. talk about what? No, sending no, no. people yeah. free shirts and shit. No, no, no. Why you do that? I want to remind everyone to uh, go join the Facebook group. Uh, just search Booking the Territory dash the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast or Booking the Territory Podcast dash the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Ask to join the group. We'll let you in and we'll keep it moving. And um, trust me, it is very unprofessional there. Harper. Uh, how unprofessional can it be? You probably censor them just like you censor my, uh, Harper and I. Well, no, it's just a politics-free zone and a religion-free zone, but that's about it. Harper actually posted a great post earlier today. He posted this woman doing yoga, and Jesus Yeah. Christ. Harper, Yo. did you see that? Did you see that somebody posted a picture of JoJo from WWE? Yeah, I saw that. Fuck, man. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh. It's, a, it's a birthday or some shit. I bet you'd like to... Give her some whipping cream or something for that birthday Bro, she, of hers, huh? She's only 25 years old. You got a little cream on those lips. Nice. Remember the right, uh, Sopranos? Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> Aubrey sent me the, the scene today with uh, Richie <laughs> and Chrissy. You touch <laughs> your hands on my... Touch my niece again. Marry her if you want to put your hands on her. Good kid. Anyway, um... Doc, are you, do you have do you have what you want, or can I keep rolling? And then you you're still looking. No, up? we got a Dustin Roberts out here. Uh, he he's talking about in his opinion, which usually isn't worth anything, but in this case, <laughs> we'll make it worth something. That we're the best wrestling podcast out there, and in his pathetic life, he's looking forward to every Thursday and Sunday night for the, them shits to drop. So he's a doc man... hashtag docaholic too, so you know that's. That's you can't good... even you can't even like be nice to people who like you. And then and, I, um, and I'm I the asshole. Say, I can't say this guy's name. Troy Anspa says yeah. that 
we're the best wrestling pod out there. It feels like three friends. Well, that's where he's wrong there. Shooting the shit in classic wrestling happens to be on. Well, there's two guys that are friends here, and then there's Mike. Yeah, Dick. Dick. And then you were asking for a grade for last night's pay-per-view. Let me go ahead and slide in this DF piece here and vote that up. Most people gave it a B, so most people, as I have said forever, are stupid. And the 18% that gave it an A are working an angle and doing a bit. So y'all actually sat sat and watched the whole thing? I watched almost, well, I watched a lot of it because the boy wanted to watch it. Uh Uh-huh, blame it on his son. And it was bad, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it It was bad. By the time this airs, that'll be two weeks ago. So let's keep the show moving. How does that Well, sound? and so um, let me see here. You know who else gets the spotlight? The, I, he's got it before, but he's getting it again. That Journey Cornette guy that does the haikus for the Smoky Mountains always kind of pops me. He does good work. So for that, he, he gets some spotlight too because he actually puts some creative work into things, unlike you, Mike. He's very, he's very, very creative. I have to give him credit. Journey Cornette. Become a patron, but you are very creative, man. I must say, he's you not are, a patron. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, you. I mean, like, I'm taking that these, back. Then. These no, these Twitter like parodies, like, like him and um, Mullet and Morton, and I don't know. There's a million of them out there. Like, like, are you trying tweet- to tell me that Mullet and Morton's down there at the shoot job sweeping up the warehouse, and he's not a patron? No, that's what I'm saying. Like. I'll see guys like that tweet about the patron episode. So that tells me that they're a patron. The problem is I, I don't, I don't really know who they are because even when you sign up on Patreon or Podbean patron in the past, you don't have to put an actual name. So there's no way of knowing who, you know, who it is. You, it's you just, told me you had a, a, a master guy that had all of their real names attached. Is that not yeah. true? There's no like real like most people. I don't say most people. A lot of people do put their real name, but you don't have to. So there's no way of telling. Hmm. That seems sketchy. Well, it is what it is. So I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the internet's a dirty place. It really is. Uh, can we get in a Starcade now? I mean, 15 minutes in, we haven't even touched Starcade yet, Doc. And you're the yeah. one who always says we need a we need to hurry up. So, Doc. All right. So there start? were some great. Uh, so Rick won the title. All right. Hit the Can tag you give me a Harvey. chance to actually Look, start the actual Patreon video? Oh, sure. Yeah. All right. So, again, this is Starcade 1987 Part 2. Last week we did Part 1. If you haven't heard that and you're tuning in for the first time, make sure you go back and check out Part 1. For now, let's get started. So, we immediately go to the ring for the Row Warriors versus Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. And, um, Doc, I did want to play the intro them introducing like Tully and Arn and then the road warriors. Let me say something real quick though, that I noticed this week. That's along this line, man, don't sleep on how great Dr. Tom Miller is at the, as a ring announcer. That guy made it feel like a big fight feel. Yeah. That guy's good. He's real good. I did some reading on him. He died at like when he was like 52 years old and shit. He, He only lived like five or six more years after this. But uh, he was a disc jockey in the air in the in the uh, Greensboro area. So that's probably how they found him then, and then he just like <laughs> nothing gets by you. Um, <laughs> so, so 
Uh, You're yeah, an but, asshole. You know that? Uh, well, okay. And then, um, so I like him better than I like a guy like Bruce Buffer or whatever his name is. Bruce Banner or what? Let's get ready to stumble or whatever his name is. Yeah, I remember WCW joke. used to fucking always book that guy. Pay him like a hundred thousand uh, bucks or some shit just to come yeah. in and pay that shit. Fuck that. This guy, you know what Dr. Tom sounds like? He sounds like a guy that would be introducing one of Rocky's big fights and shit. Mm. That shit's good. I love it when it's uh, the rock and roll match against uh, midnight. He goes, the rock and roll express. He knew what he was doing out there. Mm-hmm. He was damn. He was damn good. I, I I will say that he is. He really was solid at uh, doing his job and announcing the the participants and then doing everything. So with that said, let me play him introducing this tag team match for the NWA World Tag Team Titles. Ladies and gentlemen, this event is a tag team match. One fall with a forty-five minute time limit for the world's tag team championship. Introducing first, in the corner to my right, the challengers from Chicago, Illinois, with a combined wrestling weight of 585 pounds, accompanied by their manager, Paul Ellering, fans, Hawk and Animal, the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. And now, the world's tag team champions, two members of the dreaded Four Horsemen. First, from San Antonio, Texas, weighing in at 236 pounds, Tully Blanchard. And his team partner, from Minnesota, weighing in at 250 pounds, the man they call the Enforcer, Arn Anderson. They are accompanied by their manager and advisor, James J. Dillon. I don't know about y'all, but when you listen to an intro like that, I'm ready to get this shit on. You hear the cheers for the Warriors and then the booze for Arn and Tully, and Doc said it. Let's fucking roll. It feels mm-hmm. like a big deal. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to say. Uh, Doc, your thoughts on just the introduction. I also noticed that Arn and Tully weren't in the business of powdering out, and I know that Hawk and Animal didn't bum rush those guys either. Good point. Uh, at the start of it, very much. Hopper, uh, in the intro, what, what were your thoughts on just the intro? That sound, it, it makes it sound real, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this corner, the challenger, Rocky yeah. Balboa. And they got their weights. Yeah. And show I mean, respect. Just, where did it, we go yeah. wrong? I don't know, man. I don't Vince, know. that's where. Man, making this, shit a, making this shit a fucking cartoon. Okay. Let's focus on Starcade. Uh, Doc. Um, so the best way to describe this match, at least for me, is that the Warriors were booked very strong as you would expect. I felt like they dominated Tully and Arn for the most part. Uh, it was the last few minutes that Tully and Arn finally, you know, start to get some extended offense in where they're, you know, working over Hawk's knee. Mm-hmm. Tully eventually gets the figure four in on Hawk. Uh, tag is made eventually to Arn, though. Arn is in. Hawk fights back, makes a hot tag. Eventually, 
Tully railroads Tommy Young, who goes flying on the outside. Uh, Young and Hebner are out actually cold on the outside. The Warriors do hit their finish. Hebner decides to roll into the ring, and he counts to three. And it looks for a second like we have new NWA World Tag Team Champions. But nope, Tommy Young says, hell no, because Animal uh, threw on over the top rope at one point, and we got another screwy finish involving the goddamn Jim Crocker Promotions referees. Nothing against Tommy Young, but it is what it is. Now, I kind of gave the rundown of the match. We know what happens. I want to throw it to Doc first in your assessment on what you thought you saw there. Man, we weren't 20 seconds into this match, and Hawk pressed Arn, and I swear JR was like, my God. So that was a early, uh, early there. Man, did you notice that we uh, took a step up and the crowd is into this shit? If you, hey. if you know, the crowd yes. is engaged. We've had some, they started to pick up a little bit during that scaffold match. Uh, but the crowd's been sitting on their hands for the large part from last week's show. They're into this shit tonight. They, they have ratcheted it up here. How great is Arn, though, just flopping and flying and, you know, helping the Road Warriors look strong? Um, I don't know why it took me this many matches, but what the shit's up with that fucking ring apron saying TWN? The Wrestling Network. No. I know that, but that shit is stupid. They were trying to get that shit over. I know, but one time, we're going to get to this in a little bit, but one point they go back and talk to somebody, and it says TWN, then they go over to the other locker room, and it says NWA. You can't confuse people. I ain't even trying to be like, you can't confuse the marks. It would be like Coca-Cola calling their shit something else. You just can't do that. Well, the problem with the TWN, the Wrestling Network, is somebody who remembers this firsthand because you saw it on, like, uh, at least I feel like you saw it on UWF TV um, because, you know, obviously JCP had bought uh, UWF. But, like, it, to me, it never meant anything. So, like, I would hear them say the Wrestling Network, the Wrestling Network, but that shit didn't mean anything to me because at the end of the day, I was turning it to Channel 17, TBS, to watch my wrestling or... Uh, at the time, UWF was WWL by then, I believe, at like 10.30 at night, 10.35 at night, so on Saturday. So, yeah, it said the Wrestling Network, but, like, there was no channel, like, that I knew of that was the Wrestling Network. You turn it to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you turn it to Channel 30, and it's like, that's the Wrestling Network. You get wrestling on there all the time. So, it didn't, TWN didn't mean anything. What it's, you're trying to say, matter. you're trying to say is, quite frankly, that platform had no had no brand equity. No, I don't. I don't know if I meant it like that, but okay, kind of, sort of. Anyway, uh, and, Doc, and what this, else you have on this match? Well, you said it too, but this is the only finish we seem to know on how to get out of these matches. Shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so, so here's the thing: the Road Warriors were booked so strong. Why couldn't you have like Tully chicken shit a, a, a pen, and everybody still has their their heat? I actually have another idea, but I I I want to ask Harper what he had on this match first before I tell you what I thought I I think would have been work would have worked here. Go ahead, Doc Harper. Man, I, I loved it when fucking Orange goes up in the very beginning, and an animal or it's it's a hawk. You think he's just gonna flip him over, right? Take the old Ric Flair bump, 
Wrong. He picks him up off the goddamn turnbuckle <laughs> and fucking walks around with him. Mm. And then he fucking drops him. No, I- I've never seen that before. No one does that shit. And strong it's, bastard to pull that off. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it was just shows, you know, fucking strength. And I, I love when they worked his fucking knee. They fucking chopped him down. Mm-hmm. Fucking ring psychology. And he hey, sold the knee pretty much the whole damn uh, uh, match until it started breaking down. Gee, yeah. what a novel concept. I know, huh? Well, it was perfect because it started off with the Royal Warriors dominating for like a while. I mean, yes. you know, and then you're right. Like, like, like you chop down a big redwood tree. They finally start breaking his, you know, breaking the leg to get the, the big powerful man off the feet. I mean, it just was really old school. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, we sound like broken records, but it's just a fact. And that's what made it so great back then. Um, what else you had from it, Hopper? It was fucking great, and then I, I I wrote down on here, Road Warriors new champs. Then I was like, wait, no, Tommy yeah. Young's a bitch. I thought they wanted. <laughs> um, we're gonna listen to the crowd in a second. So, Doc, you were talking about do some kind of screwy finish where the heels win by cheating. Am I, did I hear you correctly? Yeah, they do some hoobie gooby, totally hit some schoolboys home or rolls them up. Why not? All right. So Wouldn't that be we already, so bad? Well, we already know the results for later in the night, but I'm going to throw something at you. Why not just... I realized Tully and Owen had just got the belts. One, am, am I crazy to think, why didn't the Warriors just win in their hometown? Or is it because you'd never get the belts off of them again? And they didn't we, need the belts. Because you hear Cornette say that all the time. They didn't need the belts, which they, they didn't. I mean, they were over. Well, the problem is when they get them, then they got to lose them. Right. That's true. That's true. Well, and the other thing is, is that they, you could argue that based on the reputation and the promos that get cut, your point is, is, is right on that. What? Let's on, uh, Mike, put your phone down. Phone. Arn and Tull. Arn and Tully need them more than the, the Road Warriors do. Yes. That's true. That's very true. All right. So and, I'll tell you and, what and, now. and we're not just going to give somebody the title because they showed up today. That's true too. Well, let's do let's let's do a do everyone a favor and we'll go to the close of the match where okay. Oh, go ahead. You got something else? I have ages for these combatants, but if we're still in the match, we're still in the match. Okay, yeah, let me play the, this is the finish of the match. Uh, Listen to the crowd and listen to how things just kind of break down and and go nuts here. Here it is. Blanchard tripped Animal. Anderson and Animal, I think I'm in. Just hit the finisher. This could be a... Yes! 
Oh, Tommy Young. They're leaving well, without the belt. The still belts, with the belt. And we're going to take a look at what happened over the top rope. I, I'm assuming Tommy Young hits hard. Earl Hebner comes down. Doc, your thoughts? Anything on the on the finish there? Anything else I should ask? The people are engaged and invested in the mm. output outcomes here. Imagine if the referee just like snatched the belts away from him, like a kid that's got a toy. And just gave him the fucking arm and Tully, and they were holding holding up the fucking belts. Like, I bet they'll probably start throwing crap in a ring. <laughs> so that you're right, Harper. That was probably a smart move to let mm-hmm. the Warriors walk out with them, like, you know, they were gonna keep them. Which I actually thought that was kind of cool. Like the fact that they left with the belts. Um, you actually can hear if you listen to the very end a, a faint bullshit chant um, at the end of it. But uh, I. I I thought that was a smart move having him walk out. Doc, what else? I think that's about it. Son. All right, Harper, you have anything, or you want to hear the ages of the competitors there? From Doc? yeah, that, yeah, that's cool. What you got, Doc? Ages. All right. Um, well, who would you think is our oldest combatant? Tully. Tully. Yeah, Tully. You would be correct. Tully is. 33. Mm. And he's not the oldest by a lot. So who do you think would be next? Double. Oh, animal. I don't think, I don't think it's Arn. I think Arn's the youngest. All right. So next would be Hawk at Mm -hmm. 30. Animal is 27. Damn. That's young. All right. How old is Arn? (laughs) <laughs> and then what continues to be one of the the most startling age to face ratios in the history of man, Arn is twenty nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> old but if I'd have said, but if I'd have said he was forty one, nobody would have blinked an eye other than expecting. You could. They probably said... fired him from WWE because they thought he was seventy two years old. <laughs> You could have said he's forty-five right there. Nobody would have blinked if you didn't know the if you didn't know the get the angle the gimmick. I forgot how much hair he used to have. No he shit, but he's in his twenties. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't know anybody in their twenties that you would trust to do anything, but they put the tag belt on him. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you talk about right. how times are changed, man. Think about that. You couldn't find a 20-year-old that you would trust to go get your mail in from the mailbox and bring it back without getting lost or fucking doing something stupid. And Arn Anderson's out there at 29 years old running shit. And then he's been doing it for about five five or six years prior. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, man. Arn is the same age then as he is now. I mean, if you see pictures of him now, he doesn't look that much older. He got big, but who didn't? But Tully's only 33. 
And shit, Tully's almost done at this point. Yeah, he's Tully got about, lost all his hair and everything. Tully's only got about what three more years here at most. Yeah, this is eighty-seven. Um, three. I no. don't think he even has. I think he has like one, if that. No, he's got. Nah, more he's at eighty-nine. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he he's got a little more. He's got a little more than that because they leave and go to WWF, and then they gotta bust some brains up there. Well, not just that. Didn't he do some stuff in like early ECW? Yeah, but I mean, like, oh, okay, on, for real, real, not okay. showing up to fight to fight like one match in ECW or some shit. Okay, uh, no, no, I got you, I got you. Well, I mean, if you if you want to say he's getting near the end, yeah, that that's a fact. He's thirty three. All right, so we keep moving, and um, if you're watching on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, you would have seen, um, I didn't play the audio, but I, I was letting it roll while we were talking, Magnum TA and a gentleman by the name of Jack Gregory, and Gregory just- <laughs> Who's Jack you know, Gregory? Well, he worked behind the scenes on UWF programming in Florida, and I think the worldwide shows, uh, don't quote me on that. Um, but they're basically just filling up some time because they got to put that goddamn cage up. And then I Nikita thought, comes. man, you know what I thought at first? I'd forgotten that these were cage matches. I was like, man, what are they doing? Putting the damn scaffold back up? Yeah, I forgot about uh, uh, Lex and was fucking Lex and, and, and Dusty a cage match? It was scheduled for that? I don't yeah. remember that. I yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. I do because Johnny Johnny Weaver's got the the key, right? Keeper of the key. So mm. that's that's the only reason why I remember it because of that 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 whole uh, promo and whatnot. But so then they go to Nikita, and uh, you, you know Nikita. I thought he was actually good. He put over Terry Taylor as a tough champ. How you say two belt? Um, Nikita's faces <laughs> that he makes when he's cutting that promo is just ridiculous. It looks like he's struggling to push out a log out of his ass that just ain't made to come out or something. I, I can't explain it, but anyway. How you say two belt? Anyway, I wasn't going to play it. Doc, thoughts on Nikita? I try not to. Yeah. Okay. What about you, um, Hopper? Yeah, yeah, don't be playing that. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't yeah. planned on it. Uh-oh. Um, Here's some message board about Jack Gregory where it says he was a t- sports guy in Raleigh and he also worked for Championship Wrestling from Florida. But it well, says I said here, that. I said and I'm, well, I'm going to read this unsubstantiated alleged account from some <laughs> sketchy message wrestling message board. Does it sound legit to you? It seem legit to y'all? Um. It's a after, message board. I mean, after his work with JCP, he had a failed business, a divorce, and a drug charge, which he got a suspended sp- suspended sentence. He suffered from severe depression and endured hospitalizations and suicide attempts. That's nice, Doc. And had electroshock therapy. Uh, and I guess that's where it stops. I don't have any <laughs> resolution on that, so. <laughs> There you go. I hope he's okay. I hope he's doing well today. That's that's nice. Um, how much would it take for you to take, get one session of electroshock therapy? They still do that. I'm no. sure. I'm sure for the right price, you could get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sure it's going to scramble your eggs a little bit, but I mean, how much money would it take? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to see uh, how much you can cost to see if I could get you to do this. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, JJ Dillon comes out and he cuts a meat and potatoes promo. Uh, again, you can see it on tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And he talks Jesus. about his team retaining the tag titles and Lex is going to retain his belt. And there was a flub at the end when he said the Royal Warriors are going to share in that glory too. Uh, JJ was just trying to fill up time. But anyway. Do you know how much it costs to get some electroshock therapy? I how much? Know. It's like 2500 bucks a session. Anything else? Because that just, I don't care. Oh, well, I was trying to hope that, see if we needed to start a GoFundMe for Jack Gregory, but whatever. Okay. Uh, let's go to Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross, who have last second, last second thoughts on Dusty Rhodes and Lex Luger. Here it is. Okay, Bob Cottle, so there you have it. Unified World Television title and James J. Dillon, very, very confident, Jim Ross. Very confident, Tony, I think, yet, and very concerned about this situation because we have seen Dusty Rose uh, basically rise from the ashes on many occasions. He has right. turned back every challenge that, we, that has faced him in his career. But can he turn back the total package, Lex Luger, we're about to find him. And the terrible dubbed in music starts. Well, that music me. really hurt this beginning of this match for me. That was just generic jackassery. Yeah. <laughs> generic jackassery. All right. Um, okay, so we'll get into the match. Remember, Johnny Weaver is the keeper of the key of the cage. Very early, Dusty gets this the Weaver lock in for like two seconds, but Lex decides to break it, or he breaks it. Um, and then a short time later, Dusty locks it in again for a second or two, but Lex is able to break it. About halfway through, Dusty gets busted open. Um, now, I don't know. It just I, I keep thinking back just two years ago. We saw so much more blood, and now this is only the second blood that we've seen. Whereas in Starkid 85, everybody bled. Literally everyone bled, including J.J. Dillon. I mean, come on. Even the manager was bleeding back then. Um, but after seeing Jericho's juice job recently, Dusty's juice job here was pretty good. But, uh, God, man, we just watched Jericho's a couple weeks ago, and holy shit. Um, anyway, Doc... Any thoughts on this match uh, before I... I was actually going to play the finish, uh, but I, I want to get you and Harper's thoughts first. What do you think? Um, I, I don't know. I wanted to like this more than I did, and I know everybody's wanting me to bash on it because Luger's involved. I, I didn't think Luger was that bad here. I don't know if it was because of the tag team match before it or the world title match after it. But I had a hard time getting into this match. Yeah, you, you, this didn't pull me in as much as I thought it would. See? Listen to Harper. He knows what's up here. Yeah. No, actually, both of your thoughts are what I think a lot of people thought of this back then. I think, one, people were tired of Dusty. It's going to get worse. And, I don't know, though, man. He got a pop when he won, dude. People were standing up, too. I agree. He got a pop, but he's wearing thin on a lot of fans. I know it don't seem like it. I mean, remember, we've seen him many is times he, in though, the studio. Is he, is he or is he, wearing, is he wearing thin on these smarty fans? Okay. I'm not going to get into that. And, and, and 
And it, it's just these are both cage matches. You could win by escaping the cage or climbing out of it, right? Was that the the rules, or it, it was just pinfall? In the I fucking... don't think they ever clarified. Because I noticed both of these finishes, you would think you would have two cage matches. Somebody would would have won by climbing out of it. Well, at least Flair and Garvin did some, got up there a little bit. Yeah, right. I actually have another complaint related to the cages, and but I'm going to talk about it in the in the Garvin versus Flair match next because I have an issue with something that happened. Uh-oh. As great as good as it was, no, no, no. It's just something, a, a minor technicality. Uh Okay, so I tell you what, let's go now to the finish of the. Well, let's go to the finish of it. Uh, I actually should ask Hopper first. Hopper, did you have any other thoughts before we play the finish? No, you can go. All right, here it is. And obviously, it's a lot. The physical punishment in this one has been horrendous. There it is again. There's the wheel up. And Jim Ross, it's in the center of the ring. In the center. He's running. And Rose is up. He's on top. He's got his weight and his leverage. And the Weaver up is locked in. But JJ has nailed Johnny Weaver with the chair. So Dusty won. Doc, your thoughts on the finish and how it went down? Well, they don't seem the people don't seem tired of him there. Well, to one audience, the paying audience. Okay, I mean it's just it's one it's one venue. He's I'm glad to know that you. I'm glad to know that somebody who knows how to do research and stuff bases his opinions on the opinions of one crowd. They gave those people what they wanted to see. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. that was a good finish. Oh, I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just saying Doc's want, Doc's making this big deal about Dusty and people not being tired of him. And oh, I'm just because John Hitchcock and his smart fans are tired of him, then we got to think everybody is. Well, Bruce Mitchell was giving you shit on Twitter one day too. Just so Great. You know. yeah. He's 78 years old, and he was there and speaks for everyone. I'm just saying. What's he gonna say about me? He don't know me. Okay, and you don't know him, sir. But you're talking about him and Hitchcock. I'm just saying maybe they don't know everything they think they know. Mm-hmm. And you know it all, right? 
That's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, that's why there's so many docaholics out there. All right, Doc. There's more docaholics than Mitchellholics. I can tell you that right now. Hmm. Hey, yeah. people, I sounds like I need to start something with him. Doc, do you want to give your thoughts on the match? I asked you that two minutes ago. Well, I was just going to say, man, it's kind of funny Dusty booked himself to win, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it must comments. be good. It must be good to have the pencil, huh? I'd hmm. say it's good to be the Booker man. Gee, let me see who's gonna win my match. <laughs> hmm. Just think about that, though. When you're when you're, a, it takes. You're a... It must take a real special person to sit there and pencil yourself in going over. But you no, know, think about that. When you're the Booker, I mean. I, I like if if I was a booker, I would feel like I'd never, I'd never put myself over because even if it's even if you do it the right way, it's gonna come off as you, you haven't eaten. Yeah, your fucking belt mark. Right. So like, I would never, never. If I'm the booker, just I would be like, okay, I, I somebody else is gonna have to do this, and it ain't gonna be me. Just saying. I mean, you know, we we can't all be like Dusty Rhodes and Luke Hawks who booked themselves to win their own belts. Yeah, exactly. Has Luke done that? No. He did okay. it. He was the champion, God, forever ago. Yeah, like maybe one of the first? Yeah. And then he got that shit off himself, which is a smart thing to do when you're booking mm-hmm. your own shit. I agree. Um, so did that answer your question, Doc? What? I What question? Oh, my God. You said... What, <laughs> never mind. Harper, any other thoughts on the finish right there with Dusty winning back the U.S. title? Uh-uh. Let us keep moving. And Hold on. We got... What? What now? Don't you want to know how old they are? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Luger. This is shocking to me. Luger's the same age as Arn Anderson. Luger's 29. 29? Yeah. And that doesn't shock me too much because he played football for a few years and... But he's he's touted as the young, new, hot thing, yeah. and Arn's the enforcer. It's just funny because they're the same age. And he's touted as the the new young hot thing too because he's he hadn't been in wrestling as long as Arn right. either. Right, right. So that's that's the perspective on it. It's wrestling experience, not just pure age. But I got you. Twenty nine. Wow. He, Jesus. Okay. And we're gonna say Dusty's over the over the hill or past his prime, but this isn't gonna seem as old as it once did. Dusty's forty two in there. Hmm. How so, many people how many people on this call are more than forty two? <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about Luger being twenty nine and Arn being twenty nine? So fast forward then nine years when the Monday Night Wars start kicking into high gear. They are thirty seven when the Monday Night Wars, you know, start kicking off in ninety six in the high gear. Which, and they got and they got people telling them they're in the way and they're stealing the spotlight. That shit never ends. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's what was, it's just a weird like when you start thinking about and putting things in that perspective, how they're they're there then, and I mean, obviously, you know, in the '97. So I mean, there they are. What, at, guy, what person in what profession have you ever seen drawing a good paycheck? Go, 
you know what? I should really get out of the way for these kids. Yeah. <laughs> None. I mean, it doesn't happen, which is why then, it's unrealistic. And then especially when you're still drawing. Or have the book and think you're still drawing. That's Well, the Raiders were fucking doing well. No, he's selling talking, out shows. You're talking. Are you talking about? Um, are you talking about once in '96? Are you talking about right now? I'm, I'm talking about like during the whole Monday Night Wars. Right. See, that's a different story. If you're talking '96, '97, '98 when WCW business was great. Hell yeah! I'm if I'm 37, 38, 39, I'm like, nah, I ain't stepping aside. We're drawn. We're making big money. No, step to the side. Hell no. You know, I've I've been at this a long time, but. Yeah, right. That's like Tom Brady. Like, you know, I'm going to step aside. We're still winning Super Bowls, but eh, fuck it. It's not fair to Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, exactly. (laughs) All I know is Father Time does no jobs for no one. So just you just you keep rolling until at least I feel like you keep rolling until the wheels fall off Mm because eventually them bitches will fall off. So, Doc, anything else before we go to the next one? Well, it's time to set the world straight, get us back on the right axis, and get this thing going the right way, because I have not been in a good mood for the past couple of months with this shit in the the title in the wrong place. Okay. Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross are going to say a few words before we go to the ring. Here it is. How do you top something like that? Well... I don't know if we can or not, but the opportunity is certainly going to present itself because the heavyweight championship of the world inside a steel cage in just a few moments. The man with hands of stone, is he glory bound or is Ric Flair glory bound? We'll find out in just a few moments. Five years ago, a man walked into a cage, the challenger, during Starcade. His name was Ric Flair. He walked out the champion. What's going to happen tonight? I think we're just about ready. I can't wait. Why don't we go down to the ring? Let's go. Somebody needs to get Tony a damn throat loss, and she's losing his voice. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, now, let me ask you a question. Uh, sure thing, Sunshine. Hopper, when Rick makes uh, his entrance and Ronnie Garvin makes their entrance, what kind of big fight feel does this have? Jesus. Yeah, no, huh? it feels fucking real as fuck. <laughs> you know how... You know how Rick eat. uses the term "big." This is big time sports. Yeah, my exact note was Rick's entrance with the right music and how he's walking to the ring is big time sports. It's, I mean, it ain't the Super Bowl, but it is. Well, because because first of all, and it's just hard to put yourself back into this mindset. You didn't see this shit every day like you do every Monday night with the champ right. out there and a real match. I mean, the Monday Night War started that. So let's, this was, and, and even then, back then, the three of us were even, much less going down to the arena. We weren't allowed to, we want to spend how much on what? So and we weren't, not, this, we were locked out from this. We, this might have been, this might as well have been happening on Mars for all we were concerned, because this was not happening for us. <laughs> We were we were just hoping that we were in front of the TV on Saturday night, and hopefully they showed some still photography that we could see some pictures of what a real wrestling event looked like. <laughs> so, so for if you could go back and put yourself in that mindset, this is this is. I mean, I we got to see some of it because like they showed when he beat Kerry Von Erich when Kerry Von Erich beat Rick 
they showed that around here for free forever. But, bruh, this was huge. So that music, he's he's got his head kind of cocked up in the air like he's better than everybody else, and he's there to get back what's his. And Ron Garvin is just—he walks out there every man. Halber, your thoughts on the big fight feel of it all? Isn't it nice to see just two guys walk to the ring and yes, they're not just being put to like a smaller screen or pushing Snickers or fucking uh, some stupid video game or something. Yes. All and the you, focus is where it deserves to be. Yes. And you don't have announcers screaming at you. Right. Screaming. It, come to the ring. They, they shut the fuck something up. Else they, over. they shut the fuck up and let the moment dictate. Mm-hmm. Cause you go, you know what? At the heart of it, Shivani and, JR pros. Oh, well, we're going to see that, Doc. I know you got some timestamps and whatnot. So this was this was very, very – this was spectacular. The entrances were great. And this is 87. I mean, I can argue and back and go, you know, years prior were even better, and they were. It's just a big fight feel. This is big time. I mean, we said the same thing in 85 when it was Flair versus Dusty. This is for the goddamn NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance World Heavyweight title. When this at a time, cool. when at, at at this time, if you were considered yourself a wrestling fan, regardless of the hype, this was the world title that mattered. Mm. There was one. Unless yes. you lived up in the stinky Northeast or in Minnesota up Vern's ass, this was the world title. And everybody knew it. Didn't. WCW, WCCW, World Class had its own world title at this time. That right? was that was fake news. <laughs> yeah, this is the actual NWA world title. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. This is. Do you want me to give some is... ages? I think we should give some ages before this match starts, because it really talks about what's about to happen. Yes, go ahead. Ron Garvin is also a healthy, strong. 42 years old. Damn. Looks good, too, for his age. Yeah. Okay. And Rick is 38. Wow. So this is the oldest average age match by a long shot in this card. And you could argue that these two guys just got in there and beat the living shit out of one another. They they beat the fuck out of each other. I'm watching it on the Patreon video. Yes. Let me guess. Your first timestamp is at the two hour and seven minute mark. Ten seconds before that, and you need to let it go. <laughs> you need to let it go for like thirty seconds, and so it is o- shot shotgun blasts of so chops. Two o two o six. Two o six. What you say? And let it go into like twenty seconds into the next minute. Okay, so listen to just two... listen, just just imagine getting hit with one of these. All right, so I'm getting to it now. Just um, one. Here, I'm. I'll actually play it a little bit before this is. Um, this is right before Flair hits the woo. They're in a the corner and they're about to break, and then and it's about to start. So here it is. It's about twenty seconds before you said so, Doc. Here it is. Ever witnessed. Well, the most physical battles in wrestling, Jim, have been between these two men. Oh, a clean break, and the nature boy is the nature boy every step of the way. 
There's nothing in sports. Here it comes. Like Lottie Gardner, Ric Flair, toe to toe. I agree with you. It, it's uh, boom. A lot of wrestlers are intimidated by Ron Garvin's hands, those hands of stone. One man that's not is Ric Flair. He respects them. But, ooh. You don't have to describe that at all. <laughs> and there's a couple of more interchanges like that yes. later in the match. But that got JR. Did you hear him react to that? Oh. I mean, Hopper knows this. You could fake things in wrestling. I mean, what I mean by that is a hip toss. I mean, yeah, okay. And a suplex. That eh, hurts, but damn. You cannot fake. The thing about the chop that always makes it so effective is that ain't fake. That's a fucking dude taking his hand and hitting you in the chest as hard as he can. Yeah. I just it's real. One, I expected one of them's chest to open up. Because remember, Rick opened up a while back in the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was bleeding from his chest, man, just from chops. This is this this yeah. thing at this chop fest at the beginning is ridiculous. I mean, Rick tries to chop Garvin a few times, and Garvin says, "Nah, brah, and <laughs> fires right back. <laughs> just it's shotgun <laughs> blast to the chest. I guarantee right. it. If if one of us got hit like that, our hearts would stop. You said you showed this to uh, Little Latrell. What did he say? He looked at me like I just showed him a puppy dog getting beheaded, man, because he's used <laughs> to watching this flippity-floppity stuff on Monday nights. He he never really seen two rugged-ass dudes just get in the ring and pop each other before, for real. There's, a, there's like a sequence in the match where Garvin shoots Flair into the corner. Flair comes out, takes a big backdrop. Yeah. The beauty of it is Garvin gives him a chance to sell, and Rick does that. No! No! That, yeah. <laughs> Comes up with it's his one just, hand up in the air. God, it's just. Did you hear so at good. the beginning, did you hear the crowd with the big Garvin sucks chant? That's nice. Um, yeah, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I don't have a timestamp, but. um, I don't either, but th- man, that was a big chant. Garvin was just standing there, and I'm thinking, I'm sure he's thinking, like, what the hell? Yeah. This because I've read, this, I've read he, I read, I heard a shoot interview somewhere where he didn't want the belt, like he didn't, he didn't think he needed it. Oh, like he was ready to give it up. I'm, I don't think he wanted it in the first place. Well, that's not what I remember. I remember he, he was supposed to get it in '86, and as a okay. makeup, he Dusty gave it to him in '87. But what I was gonna say about him, just at this, I think it's at this point. I I think I've seen shoot interviews where he he just didn't like Dusty's booking. Like he no he, he did right right yeah I've he seen was that. getting to the, yeah he was just like to and I he he doesn't really like bury him he doesn't bury Dusty when he's when I when I say he says that but he just he's just like I just yeah I, I just so Dusty's booking Jr had two great lines in this yeah give one it to of. Me. One of them was matches like this shorten careers. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. What a great because I was thinking it, but he said it exactly what I was thinking subconsciously is that this, these guys are taking hide off of one. These guys are taking tread off the tire here of one another. 
And then later on. Do you have a timestamp from that one? No, I don't. I don't okay. have a timestamp for either one. But okay. later on, Garvin got Flair between the ropes and the and the cage. And Flair was just wobbly and weak-kneed and water-legged. And he said Flair would go down if he had anywhere to go. And it was just a perfect line of describing what Rick... Because Rick was just being held up between the ropes and the cage at that point. And so they they were telling one hell of a story. And JR was just rising to the moments. It, this is, you know, because you got to think, this is right along in that time. We're, we're in that three to four year window of peak J- Jim Ross, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, JR started getting phenomenal in, in like 86 and then UWF and now 87, UWF and now obviously Crockett. JR is phenomenal. Harper, you were going to say something about JR too. Yeah, JR is just, it's, he, he just makes all this feel so real and big and big. It's amazing what happens when the participants and the announcer and the ring announcer all treat this like seriousness. Huh? Like it's a real championship match. Right. Well, gee. Right. JR <laughs> treats it like like a real championship match, a real fight. We're here for the most prestigious t- prize in the sport today. Something like I that. I to- totally agree. He he just makes it real. So here's what I had from the match. Um, like I said, we had the chop fest in the beginning. We've already said this was a fight. I mean, there wasn't much else to say. I mean, it's a fight. Early on, there there was, like Doc said, a Garvin sucks chant. Uh, Flair, after taking a few chops early, takes one of his famous uh, Flair face bumps, and he begs for mercy a few times when he does this, which I love. Uh, Garvin, uh, if you're watching on Patreon, he got the Garvin stomping on him. Um, Doc... You know we usually call and Harper, we call this thing fair and analyze it the right way. Um, even things that we love. The only thing I thought from this match, so they had said this was a, supposed to be a no DQ. But a few times you see Tommy Young tell Flair not to close fist punch Garvin. But then Flair gets Garvin in the figure four and and Flair's using the ropes. But Tommy Young breaks him from using the ropes and he doesn't call a DQ. So like, it was kind of weird that that happened. Again, just a little nitpick. Really don't want to do it, but I thought that was something to point out. Um, and to- Tony Schiavone said at the start of the match, at one point he said, Tommy Young looks at the ropes and sees them shaking and Flair lets go. So I, I don't know, man. It's like Tony said it was a no DQ, but then you see stuff like that. So, Harper, you had asked me a second ago about the rules in the cage, and that was the one thing that – kind of got me i i just yeah just wanted to point that out i don't know did any either one did you catch that hopper i mean be honest i forgot this was a no dq match well because tommy young is in there counting when flares because i don't see anything that was considered the one thing i don't like about well i think some of these guys back in the day got in there and forgot their stipulations in the heat of the moment but the other thing (laughs) is the other thing is, is that one of the things that I don't like sometimes about cage matches is that it's the we we lose the match because we're too busy trying to escape the cage. And while they climbed up a little bit a couple of times and Flair did that bump down to his nuts off the off down onto the top rope, 
they didn't spend any time trying to get out of there. They were in there to settle this and fight. And I like that. They weren't trying to think about escaping. This shit was a, I'm going to beat you until you give up. Well, that's why when Harper was asking about the rules of the cage, I, I was just like, no, I mean, the ca- the purpose of the cage was to keep anybody out and you still win by a three count. Like the purpose of the cage wasn't for you to climb out of the cage. It was keep anybody out from interfering. That's why you had the cage. Anyway, oh, okay. that's just yeah. what I was thinking. All right, Doc, any, uh, Doc, any thoughts before we go to the finish? Well, by the end, Rick's getting kind of bloody. He's been yeah. raked across the cage. Yeah, he got launched in at one point. So, um, so here's the thing: him, they, bounce, they to, him bouncing around after going headfirst into the cage was always great. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, let me go. Let me fast forward to the finish. Uh, Harper, you don't have anything else before I play it. Nah, you? bro. Uh... All right. <sighs> JR can call it like it's real. Um, Doc, I'll throw it to you. Any closing thoughts on Flair, five-time world champion there? I think it's hard to – it's hard to – Rick was amazing there, and Rick flew all over the ring. But it takes two to tango, and I think you can't lose sight of the fact that Garvin was really good here too. I think Ronnie was great there. He really these was. guys, these guys put in the work, and the sad part is, is that at the end of the day, nobody watched this shit. <laughs> Damn. Because well, Vince hijacked the pay per view, so nobody saw it. Everybody was watching his bullshit. That's true, huh? I forgot about that. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Harper, your thoughts on uh, Flair winning again or anything else? It was it was nice to see a match uh, end 
when you think it should end with a big fucking move. And no shenanigans, which was... Right, no shenanigans, not 50 fucking pinfalls. Yeah. I'll tell you what else was was interesting is, so Flair got the belt, JJ's out there, he woos and takes off. But then they go up to the booth and they're talking to JR and Tony. And in the background, you can see Ron. They actually, if you look hard, you can see Ron Garvin getting out of the, the cage. You usually don't focus on the guy that lost the title and see him afterwards. But it was just, he just kind of got out of the cage and started at the back. Yeah. All right, before we run out of time on the Patreon video, Doc, uh, we got like four minutes on the Patreon video. Go ahead and rate it. The whole pay-per-view from start to finish, correct? Yes, yes, of course. Man, there were some good moments. This week was certainly, for obvious reasons, better than last week's. I'm going to say A-. minus. Harper, what about you? What are you going to give it? I'll give it a B plus. I don't like giving shit an A because then it's like how you top that. So I'll give it a B plus. I am torn between what Doc said and what you said, but I just the Road Warriors, the tag match that they had with Tully and Arn, along with the main. Uh, I, I do give it an A minus. I think it was. Um, I think that really, really like helped it along. Um. We still got to talk about how the UWF eventually is about to be buried. Uh, well, and this, you, some people will argue th- it ain't ever going to be the same after this. Yeah, this is it. Well, and we're going to, yeah, <laughs> we'll be down that road. But Doc and I are A minus. Hopper is a B plus. But overall, a decent, decent card. All right, I'm about to stop the Patreon video because we're near the end of it. But uh, we will give out a Rolex, I assume. So uh, let's let's go do that right here. Uh, make sure you download on the on the free feed to get the rest of the show. Mm. All right, so um, I am uh, looking. I am looking at the results for next year's Starcade. Oh boy, uh, don't do it. Mm. Don't do it. I, mm. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm. Don't do it to yourself, man. I'm telling you. Why? Um, Is that bad? To, we need to do our. Uh... Oof, we need to do our Sopranos podcast and give this shit up. Come on, Doc. You heard me. I thought I told you parts of '87. I, I last year I was like, eh. But then you watch it and like, there's the good stuff ends up making up for the stuff that was eh. Like it's hard to look at that Starcade we just watched. It was two and a half hours. And be really, really down on it when you got Flair and Garvin for the. World I'm gonna title. give you the, I'm gonna give you this one spoiler. Uh, Harper, he got shut out this year from an appearance, but let's just say Paul Jones figures his way back onto the card by next year's time. Oh wow! Well, he's managing, right? And the team. Well, you could say it. We people. It's it's a year. Jesus away. He's got Christ, the, he's got the to... Russian assassins who are Jack Victory <laughs> and the Angel of Death. Commando Ray. Commando Wait till... Ray. Wait till Seven... you see. Uh. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't even remember. I don't remember JYD being at WCW. Maybe I just haven't seen it in forever but like maybe when i see it, like oh okay 
But I, I just don't remember that. It's easy to tune out, and you're talking to the biggest JYD fan there ever was in Mid-South Wrestling and his early career in WWF. It's It's very easy to tune it out because of what he looks like when he comes back. Commando I mean, Ray, Jesus they, Christ! They called him the the junk food dog, or Meltzer did. I think it was. That's nice. <laughs> well, I and mean. we've got what eleven, twelve months until Ted Turner comes into the scene. Um, it's the last year of I JCP. T- yeah. I tell you what's interesting about '88. If you haven't done so, listen to Cornette's episode on the dying days of JCP, the last months, because he did that. He did like a oh. special of, and he starts off in like the spring around like bunkhouse stampede time, and he goes through the purchase, and they did some. They do some. You won't. I don't. I can't say you'll see it in the TV, but they hot shot at a bunch of shit. Um in order to like build the houses back up uh, right before the sale. They, they tried, man. I don't remember uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and Oliver Hopperdink in a match doing fucking anything ever in my life. <laughs> and they're facing Barry Windham. Yeah, with fucking JJ. Okay, I guess Harper looked up the card. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Damn, bro, this is like a, it's like a, a mystery Time world. Warp. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's it's like, it's, it's like, like Bizarro uh, World. It is. It is. And like the best part of it, like, here's the thing about 88 is, is bad, quote unquote bad. I guess if you want to call it that, it, it can get be at times. The I actually think the fun part of it is I was starting to check out around this time. I'm out by 88. Like, so I'm seeing, I'm going to be seeing a lot of this shit for the first time again. Like. I mean, I, I saw it here and there, but it was really, really spotty. Well, your people do start fucking early, uh, I guess. That's nice. Doc. The Russian assassins with Paul defeated Junkyard Dog and Ivan Koloff. That's a match up there. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Might need to go ahead and make Starcade 87 an A instead of an A minus. Yeah, really. This sounds, on a curve. It sounds like a fucking. Uh, a, a fucking a house show and and like some a national guard armory mm. that's a nice hopper i'm just saying fucking <laughs> the fuck <laughs> right uh hopper <laughs> mm. uh, how do you not remember you were like plugged into it during that's that what time. i'm saying i don't remember fucking uh fucking hopper dink and all and 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 fucking uh Whatever, I guess it's is this still is this WCW yet? No, not I um, no, I don't no, 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 not, not um, no, I don't think this. Oh, fuck, man, somebody's gonna correct me. No, 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 I don't. Mm-mm. I mean, I mean, well, you're saying is a WCW yet, but it's still NWA, and right? It's yeah, by WCW, but um, so I don't remember. I think. Turner like bought it right before. I think he bought it right before eighty Starcade eighty eight. I think I think fuck. I don't remember. I think he bought yep. it right before. And my inbox will blow up now, and people will say, "Ah, do you know?" No. <laughs> I think I he bought it right before that. Dusty versus the Road Warriors. I remember okay, that. So, so, do you remember more from eighty nine? Is that what you're saying? Uh probably so. Yeah. Okay, we won't look at it right now, but uh, yes. Uh, 
So anyway, A minus, A minus, and B plus. Hopper now wants to give it an A plus now that he's looked at A. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Rolex. We didn't give it out. Who are we giving a Rolex to? Do we have to give it to a person? I feel like you can give it to a match. Give it to the match. Give it to yeah, Rick. Doc, and... you... uh-huh. Well, Hopper was going to say what I was thinking. Go ahead, Hopper. Yeah. What are you saying? I mean, just give it to Rick and, and, and fucking... Uh... And uh, Garvin. Yeah, I feel like you got to give it to Rick and Garvin. Doc, what do you think? I'm giving it to Rick and Garvin. Yeah, that's what I would think. Um, and while while we're giving the, the Rolex to them, uh, if you want a Rolex, actually, I don't think you can get it from Amazon, but use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show. Give that link to your wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. And if you want the video version of our Starcade review, make sure you go to tinyurl.com slash BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash BTT, And you get all the extra content, the video reviews, the world-class shows. Hopper and I and Doc are going to cut an episode on Abducted in Plain Sight, which is the craziest shit you'll ever watch on Netflix. Um, Netflix just saw the, the 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 views of that stupidity go up just because we mentioned it at Hopper. But um, check out our Amazon. I'm sorry, our, our Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT for the world class shows, the video reviews and all the extra stuff up on the patron feed. And we would appreciate it. Um, Doc, I just need to take care of some business, man. You got anything else before we get out of here, though? No. All right. So do us a favor. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing but ROH's Brian Malonis, who was a special guest a couple of weeks back. Uh, he and Mike Crockett do their show. They had on Kerry Silken about two weeks ago, and it was a really, really good interview. I, I listened to it, and they did an exceptional job with Kerry from ROH. Really, really good stuff. So check them out. Again, that's the WPAN or Wrestling Podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. That drops every single Monday morning. And also check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, the northern version of BTT. They definitely don't use the language that we use. Uh, check them out. Uh, they cover the WWF side of things. Hopper, if you don't have anything else, because I don't think you have a Wildcat plug at this point. No. Um, but we are getting closer to X-rated, and I can't wait. Yeah. To say that. Yes. So as soon as we have the official date, we'll announce it for all the docaholics out there who want to attend. Um, Hopper. It's time to get out of here. Hit the tagline for us and take us home. Fuck it, bitch.
Thank you to all the patrons out there. We appreciate you being a patron each and every month for booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast and making this show possible uh, twice a week with the Smoky Mountain Review Show and the NWA Show. And a special shout-out to all of the Hall of Fame patrons, Marlon Mueller, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, K underscore Row 86, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Jeffrey, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great Don G- the great John Dean, excuse me, at YRC21, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, the BTT, uh, what am I looking for, Tim? The BTT Research Department, there you go. Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at, by, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny 21, Ruben Espinoza, and Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 82, Marty Howell, and T Hog 94. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. There's a lot of you out there now, and I definitely appreciate it. Uh, you being Hall of Fame patrons. So thank you very much. And also, before I get out of here, you heard Doc uh, earlier in the show mention the Bottom Line cast. So check out my buddy, Mike Pru as they go through the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Him and his buddy, JV, break down the career of Stone Cold month by month on a weekly basis. I believe now they are up to 1998. Could be wrong, but go back and check out their 1996, 97 episodes. Or just dive in on the most current episode and enjoy. Uh, new episodes, they come out every single Wednesday on all their platforms. So there you go. Check it out. Mike Pru's show, The Bottom Line Cast. You can also follow them on Twitter, at Bottom Line Cast. That's all I have. Thanks again to all the patrons out there. And hope you enjoyed this week's show.